Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a really good day today. I'm uh, going to cover a few bases today. Uh, just uh, got back from uh, Las Vegas and Wayne Allen Root's wedding, our great friend here at the VRA and personal friend of mine for very close to 20 years. Now it's about 18 years. Uh, Wayne used to speak at every event that I did as a keynote speaker. And uh, just, one of my, again, one of my best friends in the world. Uh, just a classic Las Vegas old school wedding. Formal uh, entertainers. It was like you were at a Vegas show. Uh, just a gorgeous event. His wife, Cindy, is also gorgeous and just a great, they're both great people. Power couple for sure. She's a big time real estate, uh, person in Nevada. Of course, we know who Wayne is. And, uh, it's, uh, it was, uh, it was a lot of love in the room because that's what, that's what Wayne Root's really all about. You wouldn't really know that from him if you'd listened on the radio or heard him attacking, uh, Biden or some other, uh, far left, uh, communist. But, uh, Wayne is all about the love. Uh, Cindy's the same way. And it was, uh, it was a great, great get together. I gotta tell you though. It was bizarre. That's not even, I don't think that's a strong enough word. Being in Las Vegas, I, again, we're, we're Texas, right? Native Texans, fifth and sixth generation Texans, Todd and I. I've worn a mask about four times uh, from the start of coronavirus, okay? I'm not a mask guy because I've done my research. Masks, of course, are complete bullshit, don't work. Not Certainly not the, the paper masks that we all walk around with or forced to. Now, on an airplane, I don't have an option. At least getting on. At least getting on. But I will tell you, like my a recent trip to Florida, uh, once I got on, I just pretty much put it down below my chin. I did the same thing in Vegas and nobody said a single thing. Uh, so I can I can I can handle that. You know, you gotta go if you gotta fly, you gotta put up with some insanity. Um, you just wanna get there safely and you can put up with the rest, right? Uh, if it makes some people feel a little safer, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Crazy though, right? You're all sitting there. You pull the mask down. You're drinking. People hurry and pull the mask. Like, like the virus isn't going to transmit when the mask is down. It, it, we will look back at this. We will look back as a people uh, that have IQs above 10 and go, what the fuck were we thinking? How did we ever buy into this insanity, right? Of course, it's not about rationale. It's not about logic. It's not about any of that. It's about control. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, if you think back a little bit, you know, remember how stupid it felt when we first started taking our shoes off. Now we just do it because it's just, it's, it's rote, it's protocol, right? We just do it. We accept it. At the time we're like, take our shoes off. Why are we doing this? They, look, they have metal detectors, high tech equipment. It will pick up anything. Why are we, t- they, wait, wait, we lighting what on fire on the plane? What? Right, but 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 because of one event, some guy named Richard the Shoe Bomber, uh, we all have to do this, right? But it was never about airline safety. It's always about control, just like everything else we're going through. Again, not to go through a whole litany of things, but thank you to the Patriot Act, we're now all pretty much held hostage uh, to a government that is uh, increasingly totalitarian and uh, just out of control, power hungry freaks. Uh, this is China. This is the this is the globalist plan to make us all China because we're easily controlled that way. This is not a big mystery if you if you've been paying attention certainly for the last couple of years. But to be in Vegas, <clears throat> and oh, look, I've been going to Vegas gambling since I was old enough to do so since I was twenty one, and to be in Vegas, and I didn't gamble because they require you to wear a mask at the table at the table. M- meanwhile, all around the casino. All around the hotel, masks aren't required. There's, there's, no, there's no mask police. 
a lot of people, unfortunately, are still wearing masks everywhere, outside even. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Again, we don't, we're not like that here in Texas. At least most of us aren't. But to, to see this crazy policy where you got people, you know, if you're, if you're gambling, there's someone sitting, standing right behind you, like breathing over you, just not, didn't have to wear a mask. Obviously, look, again, it's not about logic, okay? It's just, uh, I just, get, just the observation of, of insanity of this is, um, I just, I, I think for me, it's frustrating that more people don't appear to be as angry and kind of pissed off as I am. Because we wouldn't, if, if we were, we'd just stop, we'd stop complying. People would just stop doing it, right? We'd all just get on a plane with a mask off, make them, make, us, make them pull us all off. After a few plane loads did that, and the airline saw complete lost revenue, as they just said, no, we're not going to fly with masks on, arrest us all, or throw us off the plane. We don't care. They'd stop the policies, right? But we have lost our courage and our, what made America, America. And uh, the rest of the world's looking at us. And I, I, I tweeted today. Thank God for, for the Second Amendment. Thank, thank God for the Second Amendment. If we didn't have Second Amendment, we would be Canada today. I mean, totalitarian tyrants, right? Uh, the uh, Unbelievable what's happening in Canada. Our northern neighbor. You look at Mexico, they're doing nothing. Right? Mexico is far more free than Canada. Or we'd pro- if we had Second Amendment, I think we'd probably be closer to Australia. See what's happening there in Austria? You just can't believe they're building these quarantine camps. They're forcing pe- healthy people into these things if they test positive. PCR test, of course. It, again, uh, I think we're going to regret not having, not bigger balls, but just having balls uh, and not speaking up. Uh, by God, man, if we were ever to have the challenges of the, our founding fathers today, we'd just be, we'd be completely lost. So um, anyway, it's a great trip though, overall. Uh, you know, I... Uh, I can I can handle not be able to play blackjack for for a couple of days, but again I don't I don't I don't uh, I don't compromise on principle, and I, I don't wear a mask unless I'm in a hospital or forced to on a plane. Uh, <clears throat> okay, uh, but boy, a lot t- a lot happened today in the markets. I got to tell you, wow, shocking, Shock- really. And I hate to use that overuse that word, but uh, to see today five hundred more again back to back days of more than five hundred. NASDAQ stocks hitting new 52-week lows, back-to-back days. You got to go back to, got to go back to uh, before the March 23rd lows of last year that we call the coronavirus insanity lows, right? The capitulation lows. I actually pulled this chart up just a few minutes ago. I wanted to get it right. Uh, <clears throat> we didn't have, okay, so the market bottom on March 23rd. By then, we were already starting to the internals were already improving. For example, on when the market bottom, I'm just getting this right here. When the market bottom, we were only sitting at uh, 150 new lows. Now again, they've been so brutalized, you know. But the week before March 23rd, yeah, you know, we were having when one day was 1,700 new lows, another day was a thousand new lows. So we've now had back-to-back days with over 500 new NASDAQ lows. What's most surprising about that is we're at all-time highs. We're just coming off all-time highs, you know? Uh, but then again, you could say the same thing kind of applied back in, um, in, in before the coronavirus insanity hit. But, you know, still, we didn't have, we, didn't, we weren't at this kind of lofty level. But if you look at the chart of NASDAQ new lows, it is, a, it is a clear pattern, a very clear pattern of higher highs and higher lows. And that is troubling. 
that is a bit troubling. Um, and again, it, I don't think it really changes our narrative as far as being really bullish. The market actually made a decent comeback today. Uh, but then after the close today, you see, you know, you see what happened to earnings rise for a couple of leading retailers, Nordstrom and Gap, uh, both down after hours on, on earnings. And they beat, they actually beat. I think that the, the margins weren't there, or maybe this is the, you know, this, you don't, you know, it's not the news that matters, it's the market's reaction to that news. Like, that's what really matters, is how the markets react to news. And to see these stocks down 20 to 25% in the after hours, 20 to 25% from both Nordstrom and Gap, that is sobering. That is a big wake-up call. Best Buy, same thing. You know, the retailers, again, are trading horribly right now. Best Buy down 12% uh, today, another bad day. And this is not what you want to see. Uh, because this confirm this this may well confirm for the economy again the stock market's not the economy, but this may well confirm what we've been saying, which is that this is Obama's third term, and it doesn't matter how much stimulus or, or QE you throw at this market, right? At this economy, when governments are loaded with cash and given power, they crowd out private enterprise, and that always saps growth. It always destroys growth. So this is what we've been talking about here on this podcast. We'll be writing about it pretty much every day. And now we have this very weird conundrum where here we have the 10-year, okay, now now ratcheting back up to 1.66%, okay? It's still not at a new high. Uh, the March high was 1.75, I think, in that range, a little bit at 1.78, something like that. So we still haven't broken through that high, which is good. But with the Fed taper happening, okay, just just follow this here because what's happening, I think, is fascinating. I think it's absolutely fascinating. Again, not to beat a dead horse, but if you've been joining us, we've been saying ad nauseum that the Fed taper is going to be a joke. It won't last long. I give it three months, maybe four. It's $15 billion a month, right? Coming off $120 billion a month. So after this month, again, we'll have $105 billion in QE still going on every month. It's <laughs> active bond purchases. So, but still, even a lot of these purchases, the bond yields are going up. This is the Fed's conundrum. This is why they're trapped. Because right now, why are yields going up? Because bond market vigilantes are making a comeback, folks. But all they're doing is front-running the Fed. They're doing just the opposite of what they did before. So instead of, for the last 40 years, right, they've been, uh, smart money has been buying bonds as yields have been falling, so they're profiting on the, in the, on the, on the, uh, on the, uh, the value of the bond as it increases in value as yields go down, bonds go up, right, the seesaw relationship. So now it's just a reverse of that. It's just the flip side of that. So instead of buying bonds, they're selling bonds and shorting bonds. They're front-running the Fed. More people should really understand what's happening here because it's a very simple strategy. It's worked exactly for 40 years, and now they're playing the flip side of it. So the Fed, <laughs> the Fed's telegraphed what they're going to do. You know, they're, they're, they're tapering, and then they plan to raise rates. Uh-huh. Good luck with that. It ain't going to happen, folks. It's just not going to happen. We live in a world of financial engineering. They built it and they'll break it, but they don't want to break it. At least so far, the evidence is they don't want to break it, okay? What that tells me, bottom line, bottom line, yeah, we'll have a two, three, four months of tapering, but if yields start spiking like they have been of late, 
and NASDAQ keeps getting hit like it has been of late with these kind of internals because higher, higher rates are the kiss of death typically for growth tech stocks. With next year being midterm elections, how long do you think they'll go with it? How long will they let the markets begin to fall before they come out and go, you know what? We just, <laughs> okay, uh, boy, we just fell 10% real quick. And uh, you know what? That taper was a good idea, but the economy is just not quite there yet. We're just not quite there yet. No, we're not quite there yet because we're in Obama's third term. <laughs> you idiots. It's, it's like listen to, uh, to, to a, a, a Jin Psaki press conference, right? I mean, these are not smart people. But they're talented liars. They're gifted, skilled liars. And, uh, you know, they lie to themselves, but everybody sees right through it. We see what they're doing. And that's what will happen here. Again, just mark my words. Mark my words. First quarter next year, market gets hit. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen quite yet, by the way. We're still quite bullish in the year end, beginning of, of January. I, after that, I think we're going to be probably lightening up quite a bit. But... Boy, once they really start hitting this market in, 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 a, in a year of midterms where the permanent ruling classes party, the Democrats, see what's about to happen here on top of having the least popular president who is already, uh, uh, you know, really already. He has no coattails. I mean, he's already he's, he's a dead man walking. Right. He has he has he has, he has no power whatsoever. Everyone knows it. Uh, he's not running anything. Everyone knows that. So. As bad as his poll numbers already are, as bad as it already is for the Democrat Party, boy, the last thing that they're going to want to do is have the Federal Reserve keep tapering and screwing things up as far as the market goes. That's kind of his crown jewel right now, really, is you know, you're making money in your 401k. Trump used to love to say it too. Why wouldn't you if you're president, right? So that's, uh, that's kind of where we are. But, you know, with these retailer sell-off, you have great earnings from retailers and boom, they get slammed. Not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to that news, okay? But let's get to the market because we did see some very interesting things today. And again, we remain bullish. If you remember, a couple weeks ago, we told you we were taking some profits. We did that. We told you the market was extremely overbought. It was on the VRA Investing System ratings. We take that very seriously. Fear and Greed Index hit extreme greed. I think it hit 87, right? Hadn't been there in forever, Back down in the 50s now. It'll probably be in the 40s tomorrow. But see, and that's why we took profits. That's why we were telling you here that, you know what, it's just time to take a little breather. And that's, that's, that's healthy for a bull market. Now, here we go. Now the markets are, as Tyler covered yesterday, now we're starting to see the markets begin to hit extreme oversold on some of our VRE momentum oscillators. More specifically, stochastics. It's a great short-term timing indicator to use, by the way. Very simple to use. Now the fear and greed index. All these sentiment indexes are coming down, right? You get a couple of three bad days in NASDAQ. Trust me, that's where everybody's, that's where everybody's positioned. You know what? All of a sudden, boom, man. Here goes the excitement out of the room, right? The bullishness is gone. But see, that's the key to this bull market living on for a long, long time. Because this is not the nature of how a bull market ends. Folks, if you, if, you, if you ever listen to me on anything, I'm going to ask you to listen to me on this if you want to make money in the markets. Because this is what my mentors drilled into me. Ted Parsons Mike Metz, both big sentiment guys. They loved going against the crowd. That's where the real money is made. And right now, when you have just a few days of a sell-off here, really nothing, okay? Um, I mean, the Dow, Dow, again, Dow rallied big today. NASDAQ rallied sharply off the lows. 
But when you see a couple, three bad days of, with bad internals, and you see sentiment flip, right? From, oh my God, bullish to, what just happened? Oh my God, get out. That's not how bull markets at the peak react. Know that. What will happen when we're really at a top, Dow Jones 100,000, we think, by 2027, long way to go, big time bull market, driven by liquidity, earnings, you know, sentiment, uh, structural bull market. When, when the markets begin to fall, yet everyone stays bullish, you'll know that's the sign of a peak. That's, that's it. That's it. It's not that hard to figure out, is it? But that's the nature of a top in a bull market, and we're just seeing nothing like that at all. Uh, people are getting scared again. That's a very good thing for the length and duration of a good, of a good bull market. It's, it's behaving exactly like you'd expect and like you'd hope to see. Anyway, there you go. Um, but again, good comeback today. NASDAQ was down over 250 points at one time, down like 1.7%. Made a big comeback. Still finished down 79 points, but it was only down half a percent. I mean, it was a major comeback. Gained, what is that, 200 and, I don't know, close to 200 points, 190 points, something like that. Off the lows. Good smart money hour. Dow Jones, again, same thing. Dow Jones had sharp losses, uh, finishing up 195. Uh, Dow Jones losses were never anything like uh, uh, NASDAQ, by the way. But there were, it was down. Dow was down 100 points or so. Finished up 194, up a half percent. SP 500 also came back, had uh, uh, decent losses, nothing like NASDAQ again, but finished up seven points. Russ 2000 was down at 1.4%, and it finished down just three points, uh, t- just over a tenth of a percent. So, again, the NASDAQ's where the damage has been done, as you'd expect, with rates going higher and uh, bond, market, bond market vigilantes or whatever they are. That's the playbook, that's the pair trade. The pair trade is you uh, short bonds and you short tech. Short bond, short tech. That's what you do in a rising rate environment. We've seen that playbook now for many, many, many years. One of these days, it's, it's probably going to really hold up, you know? Uh, but we think not yet. Uh, so market responded well today. Straight up. This is the, the tomorrow. Of course, it, it, the market's closed on Thursday. Tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Tomorrow, Friday, and Monday are overwhelmingly, from a seasonality point of view, overwhelmingly positive days. I think that's why the markets rallied today. We wrote it up that way this morning. Uh, maybe the markets are, I don't know, re- reacting to our write-ups. Uh, we, we've been decent in the markets here of late. Uh, but uh, again, tomorrow's bullish, Friday's bullish, Monday's bullish, seasonally a good time to be in the markets. Rest of this year, good time, very good time, best time to be in the markets. There is no better time uh, than this general, this general period. And of all of that, small caps perform the best. This is the time done the small caps. It just is. Again, Seasonally speaking, historic. Going back to 1950, what I just said, that's, that's the playbook, going back to 1950. Um, I want to talk also about oil today. Tyler was all over this. He's been all over the story for, for a long time now. And, you know, again, it's, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see what's happening here. Team Biden, the permanent ruling class, they want higher oil prices because they want to bring in climate change bullshit. Because Not because they want to help the climate, because they use it as control, as, as totalitarianism, okay? It's about... Funding your friends so you can bury your enemies. That's what all this money they want to use for climate change. Horse shit, okay? I'm not saying the climate's not changing. Don't get me wrong. The climate always changes. <laughs> We've had ice ages. We've had periods of unbelievable a lack of water, right? I mean, that, always, that just happens. And that's, 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 uh, that's, 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 just, that's climate research. That's actual climate research. 
But what I'm saying is this man-made climate stuff where they think they have solutions, just go spend $97 trillion and we're going to do this and this and this and this. Not with solar and wind, you're not. Nuclear, sure. Solar is getting better. Not with wind. Wind is the worst thing ever. Um, it's all a scam, pretty much. It's just a, it's a big business scam. Like, it's like big pharma, right? But anyway, I want to talk about Fauci real quick too, but I had an interesting story that I heard this weekend about him at Wayne's wedding with a world-renowned surgeon. Uh, but anyway, they want oil going higher. They want because it makes alternative energy. All these uh, things, their buddies are you know own these companies, of course, and that makes them uh, you know more profit. Makes them maybe somewhat profitable at least uh, a, a decent option instead of oil. So they need oil to over a hundred dollars a barrel. That's where it's headed. Uh, Tyler said it a, I don't know a year ago and. Uh, he's been as right as anybody in this. But uh, and again, a lot of people are bullish in oil. But what, what Bi Bi Team Biden just did with this SPR, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and, uh, and a couple of three countries, I, I don't even I don't pay, pay much attention to that news, frankly, because the market always anticipates. And so we saw it again today, didn't we? Instead of buy the rumor, sell the news, it's sell the rumor, buy the news. So today they make it public. They're going to release 50 million barrels of oil into the U.S. economy. Woo! Boy, that's really going to drive oil prices down. That's a lot of oil. Hmm, is it? Is it now? Let's see. We use 18 million barrels of oil a day. So what is that? Three days worth of oil supply they just introduced into the U.S. economy? Woo! Now, see, the market's all right through it. Every, this is an act of desperation because they really want oil. you got to remember, these are, these are, these are projectionists. They're, they're, these are liars, skilled liars. If they say they want oil prices to go down, they want oil prices to go up. It's just always opposite day with these people, okay? And it's, uh, it's very frustrating. I get it. But this is the game they play. They don't care about people. They just don't care. All right, this is a power and control. That's all it is. You can even say it's a bit satanic. And I know a lot of people have, have, have written that up. Uh, probably not the podcast I'm going to get into to cover that. But uh, you know what? I'll, I'll side with those. I'll, I'll side with that research because it's evil. Like with the done with coronavirus, it's just it's pure evil. The lies that are being told here, we've covered that ad, ad nauseum here, of course. So yeah, the SPR release of fifty million uh, barrels of oil is nothing, and we saw it today as oil prices screamed higher, energy stocks screamed higher. Uh, I'll cover that in commodities in a bit, but um, yeah, that's all. The whole thing's a joke. Um, Finally, a Fauci story. Now, we'll cover commodities. We'll wrap up. So, <clears throat> you know, I, on the flight up there, I started reading the, uh, this new book, The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Let's see now. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not a right-wing Republican shill, as far as I know. <laughs> okay? Uh, it comes from a long line of Democrats in this family, okay? That's why it makes this book so shocking. He goes after all of these frauds. He goes after Gates. Of course, the book's about Fauci. It's just, he's, this is evil incarnate. You have to read this book, folks. Tony Fauci is evil incarnate. America's health care has only gotten worse in the teams run the USAID for, or whatever it's called, uh, uh, the, the, the U.S. health care program that he's run for almost 50 years now. Uh, that's Fauci. Americans' health is just, all it's done is go downhill. And you've got to read this book because the, the, the illnesses that have sprung up, the things that kids, now the number of vaccines they have to take, right? The illnesses that they grow up with. You know, and, and, and this is a big part of the research, even before Fauci, 
that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has done is to, 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 to go after the, all administrations and the FDA, et cetera, for these vaccines and the, and the harm that they are doing to people. They'll call you an anti-vaxxer. I, fine. You, you can call me an anti-vaxxer all day long. Ask me if I care. Right? I, labels mean jack shit to me. The truth is what matters. And we see it in the data. We certainly see it with coronavirus and the, and the damage being done to people taking these poison vaccines. Who, who, know, who knows what's in these? We're not going to know for like 100 years or whatever, right? What a scam. But the public's bought into it. It's like wearing masks in Vegas. What is going on here? I swear 60% of the people walk, walking around in Vegas with masks on. There, there, there's, no, there's no enforcement. But 60% of the people are walking around with masks on outside and inside. Boy, it just shows you the indoctrination works. That's If the planners have learned anything from what we've just been through, the permanent ruling class, our planners, the, the, the true deep state, shadow government, whatever you want to call them, seven cartels, if they've learned anything, it's that propaganda works, indoctrination works, and it works at a very high level. Again, they control the media, and of course, they, they, again, Republicans have even been in their back pocket. So it's been an all-out war against anyone that has the desire to do their own research and due diligence, right? We're targets now. Uh, and they label us as a nas- white nationalist, racist, uh, anti-vaxxer, anti-Semite, Holocaust denier. That's, that's what <laughs> this clown from Duke University I interviewed, Dr. Gavin Yamey, that's what he called me. <laughs> he called me a, a, a racist and a Holocaust denier because I said that uh, giving vaccines to children who are not at risk at all, not at risk at all from coronavirus, forcing these little, our little babies to take vaccines, the untested vac- runner vaccines, is similar to what they did in Nazi Germany with Dr. Mengele. So anyway, he called me a racist and a um, uh, Holocaust denier. Uh, bizarre claims, right? But that's what they do. You know, when they lose the argument, they have to resort to that. I don't think it works anymore. Who cares? You know, uh, we just don't. We, they've overused it. You know, when you when you cheapen something like the Holocaust, or you cheapen something like racism, uh, and you just call everybody that, the, the name stops. They lose all their all their value. They don't mean anything anymore. So it's, it's not a knock to be called that, especially because you know they're lying. So um, anyway, uh, Fauci, uh, you got to read this book. It's truly a remarkable read. Uh, my taps, taps, hats off to uh, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. This guy is a, uh, I don't care if he's a Democrat. I'm a lifelong independent. This, this guy is on a mission from God to at least expose these criminals. Fauci walking around as a free man, not, not, not the fact that he's running shit. But walking around as a free man. Folks, we have to get a handle on this. This country can't allow this to happen. The world can't allow. These, these, these uh, megalomaniacs that are running things, totalitarian megalomaniacs are running things. And we're allowing it to happen. Folks, we have to wake up. Or there's going to be nothing left to, 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 uh, to really to value and cherish. It'll just be gone. And we're right there. We are right, and the good guys are going to win, okay? Fascists always lose in the end. We are going to win, but we got to wake up, and I think it's important that we all speak up. I know this is, again, a red-pilled group. I know you're all you're doing your part. We're all doing our part. We just can't stop. We can't let up, and you got to always push back against these fascists. Make them uncomfortable, and if somebody says, I'm just doing my job, but then you know what? I don't care. That's what these uh, the Nazi guards said, right, at, uh, at all the— uh, at all the internment camps, and when they're killing the Jews, that's what they said. Just doing my job. That's not a good enough excuse. Maybe you should push back at your job. <laughs> I 
I don't, I'm not going to sacrifice my freedom to help you keep your job or make you feel good about the decisions you've made. My freedom comes first. Everything else you do, I'll put that on about 1,050 on the list. And good luck with that. You don't get my sympathy uh, just because you are susceptible to being indoctrinated and propagandized and because totalitarianism is something that works on you. Uh, that's not me. So well, I think we need to make these people feel very uncomfortable. And then ultimately, the, the, the Fauci's and the other frauds of the world pushing this crap on us, the communist crap, they have to, we have to shun them from society. They have to be removed from society, shunned and removed and exposed fully. So we're going to need Nuremberg trials like we had after World War II. Nuremberg trials for coronavirus. Uh, and while, then, we, then we'll just keep going. And we'll do the same thing for 9-11, okay? And let's get shit right in this country and, and on the planet because we deserve it. We're good people. Not, and we shouldn't have to live through this insanity because it is just absolute insanity. And again, that's what communists want to do, demoralize you. That's their number one strategy when taking over society is to demoralize you to think that the sky is green and left is right and right is left. And we just can't let them win. Got to keep talking. Got to speak, keep speaking up, folks. Okay, um, Commodity Watch. Uh, today, again, rates higher again today. Uh, dollar's trumping strong. Gold, uh, gold has given up the ghost because, you know, uh, the gold, precious metals kind of built in a premium that Lyle Brainerd was going to get the top job at the Fed. But, of course, you know, uh, we, we call it a 50-50 here, but I told you I was leaning toward Powell. Uh, of course, Powell kept the job. And, um, but, you know, he's been put on notice. If he doesn't stay in line and do his job as part of the banking cartel, you know, kind of be that sock puppet, then they got her warmed up and ready to go. She's already been accepted pretty much. So they, it's a win-win. This is kind of how they operate. She'll be Fed chairman at some point. You can bank on that. And that'll be the next leg of, of, of real stimulus in QE. That, see, that's going to be the leg that pushes the Dow to 100000 And yes, yes, inflation will be very troubling then. But you still have to invest, right? We got to beat inflation. How do you do that? Stocks. How do you do that? Real estate. How do you do that? Cryptocurrencies, right? Um, and, and a whole host of other things that can beat inflation. But the cash ain't going to get it done. Cash is trash. And I think we all know that. Uh, but anyway, gold today, because of the uh, Powell uh, being the, the guy still, gold is uh, again, faltered back below 1800 Just a bit. $17.89, done $17 an ounce today. Been hit hard, about $100 an ounce. Uh, since the uh, Brainerd News, Powell News was announced. Silver today down 64 cents announced at 23.65. Again, we love gold and silver here. Uh, price suppression schemes do work though, don't they? They certainly have in this group. It's a shame. Copper up three cents a pound today at 4.41. Oil today, as I said earlier, this SPR stuff is just a complete joke. But they, they know this. They really want oil prices going higher. Let's just let's make money off what they want, and that that is energy prices going higher, uh, and certainly oil stocks going higher. Oil, again, up $1.78 a barrel, 78.53, up 2.3%. And finally, Bitcoin, up $1,400 an ounce, excuse me, $1,400 of Bitcoin at 57671 Folks, as always, appreciate you listening. Hope you had a good day and an even better night. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close on this Thanksgiving week. Good night, everybody.